So the question becomes, do you actually increase the tenant's rent? Right. Well, it was, I was having a conversation with someone this morning who said, oh, that's a shame to start the new year off with higher rent. And I think that's some people's mentality. But if you look at the big picture, well, as an example- hey, My as- insurance company raises my insurance premium all the time without even telling me. Right. They just send you the policy in the mail and think you're going to actually read it. Right. Well, and even then it's too late. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 151 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your host. I'm Ariel Cremendi. He's Adrian Trott. Today, we're talking about the rent increases for 2022 amongst probably some other stuff as usual. If you haven't already, please make sure that you like and comment on these podcasts. We do answer all of your comments. If you have any suggestions for future topics, we are also always open to those. And if you want to watch this podcast, you want to see these beautiful faces, you can go to ktconfidential.ca. It'll take you right to the YouTube playlist where you've got 150 other episodes to watch. And whether you're a realtor, buyer, seller, investor, renter, tenant, landlord, whatever, we've got all kinds of great content for all of you. Thanks for listening as always today. Rent increases. Adrian, how are you? That was an excellent introduction. Thanks. I'm on the ball today. And for uh, for those who prefer the Coles notes, uh, check out KT Confidential highlights on YouTube. (laughs) We upload... Little clips there. If you prefer little clips, short little snippets of valuable information, that's where you get it. And that's actually funny because and TikTok. You know, we were talking about um yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Cormendi Trot and on TikTok at Cormendi Trot and on Facebook at Cormendi Trot. Um and on YouTube at Cormendi Trot. If um if you ever have a client that says to you or a follower that says to you, yeah, I listen to your podcast all the time. And you start talking to them about it. You quickly realize that some of them have actually only listened to the highlights and not the entire <laughs> podcast. Yeah. It's funny how that I works. Ta- I was talking to a client last week and he said, Oh yeah, I listened to the podcast uh, last week or something like that. And it turns out he just was watching either one of the TikToks or Instagram posts that we posted and, Hey, yeah. however people consume and as long as we're getting that information out there. That's right. Today's, uh, <clears throat> today's topic comes at a time where, um, for those of you who are landlords or uh, interested in becoming landlords, uh, those, who, those, of, those of you who are not landlords may not know this, but there has been a rent freeze basically since COVID started. And it is slated to end December 31st, 2021. So what happens is every year, there's a percentage that's released that you can increase the rent by. And that has just been released. I'm going to stop you just for a second because you have this weird halo right around your lips and your mouth. I don't know know if you can see that. I don't know what it's from. It's It's a reflection of some kind from somewhere. Yeah. I'll have to cut my head off if I do that, but that's fine. People will think you have hair. Yeah. You never know any better. I could wear a hat. One of those nice hats behind you. And I remember when we started working together and you had this big, thick, 
lush head of hair. Oh, back right? in the car business? Yeah. And you used to spend like a half an hour in the bathroom, just, you know, making sure that you looked good midway through I, the day, back uh, in your GQ truth, days. Truth be told, I even had a flat iron. At the, at the office? God, no. Can <laughs> you imagine that? You walk into my office, I'm sitting there straightening my hair. Oh. Hey, I wouldn't have been surprised. No, fair enough. Gone are the days that I need one of those. So you're saying Although, the rent increase was just uh, announced? Yes. Rent increase was just announced. So in Ontario, you're allowed to do an increase every 12 months with 90 days notice at a set amount. And that amount has just been released for 2022 is 1.2%, which has been lower than the most recent years. Well, but it, we it, kind of expected it. Was, it. What was it uh, the last time we could increase 1.8 or 2.8? Yeah, I think it was 1.8. Before that, it was 2.2 or something like that. Yeah. So I looked at it back. And if you go back to the early 90s, it was in the 5 to 8% or 5 to 7% range. And then... It's declined uh, over the course of the last number of years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rent has obviously, also tripled. Yeah. Um, I've seen it as low as I think 0.4%. But um, anyway, so for 2022, it's, it's 1.2. So as an example, if your current rent is 2000 it could potentially go up to $2,024. Uh, now you have to provide the right notice. And he has to provide average, the right average average rent in Halton region um, and Peel region is in the low three thousand dollar per month right now. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking at you know, overall average, I mean, condos um, in Milton have gone up a fair bit over the last number of years. But there was a stint where they dropped a bit too. Um, but I was one of the reasons I wanted to chat about it. One, I I feel like there's been a few instances where one scenario is a landlord never increases the rent. They like their tenants, they never increase it. And then years later, they go to sell the property. I had this happen with uh, we had two detached duplexes, purpose-built duplexes. Uh, the tenants were there probably 10 years something like that, long time, never increased the rent. It was well, well below market rent. And yep. it made it very challenging to sell because the duplexes are likely, you know, when you get a purpose-built duplex, it's likely to be sold to an investor or somebody that wants to live there and rent there. And now you've got tenants in there that are paying next to nothing relative to mm-hmm. current market value. And uh, it's a hard sell because if you, you know, when you're looking at investment properties, a lot of the valuations are done based on the income it generates. Yeah. So, you know, and, and well, I think, was it our last podcast actually we talked about uh, last selling podcast was fall maintenance. Well, well, not long ago, we talked about the previous one, episode one We talked about selling a property with tenants in. So you can't just kick a tenant out or replace a tenant with a new one paying market rent in order to sell it. So it's, I think it's, in most cases, it's advantageous to be increasing the rent when you're able to. The misperception is as well that if a tenant has a lease agreement in place and it passes that time allotment, so let's say you have a one-year lease, 
a lot of people think as the landlord after that one year lease that you can just raise their rent to whatever you want. Right. Not true. There is a guideline for that. So now it's all, you're allowed 1.2% increase with the proper notice. So the question becomes, do you actually increase the tenant's rent? Right. Well, it was, I, I was having a conversation with someone this morning who said, oh, that's a shame to start the new year off with higher rent. And I think that's some people's mentality. But if you look at the big picture, well, as an example- hey, My as- insurance company raises my insurance premium all the time without even telling me. Right. They just send you the policy in the mail and think you're going to actually read it. Right. Well- And even then it- it's too late. Well, I mean, I so most people know that you and I live in Milton. So looking at Milton as an example, in 2021, property taxes increased. So the exact amount was uh, the, the town's portion of property tax increased by 3.9%. So if you blend that as a, a whole, it was something like 2.4% or something like that. So everyone's property taxes have gone up, you know, 2.5% roughly last year. And now the landlords are able to increase the rent by 1.2%. So there's still half of the... Doesn't even cover the increase on the property taxes. No. So they're still coming out behind from that perspective. Yeah. Although, I mean, mortgage rates are super low. And, you know, even um, even if you think about just the appreciation that somebody had in the last 24 months that you couldn't raise the rent... As a landlord, you look at the appreciation that you just got on that property over yeah. that period of time, and it's like ah, extra four hundred bucks a month or uh, four hundred bucks a year is not going to make it, do any damage to the thirty thousand it just increased in price or per year. Right, but you know, come the next twelve months, you can't do a retroactive increase, so you can only do it at the times you're allowed to do it. And um, one thing to take into consideration, though, is if so this morning there was for our rental property management company, KT Property Management, there are three properties coming due that will be available that that will be able to increase rent on come January 1st. So part of that process is also determining if we do the increase, what does that make their new rent relative to market rent? Because even though you're allowed to do the increase, does it make sense to? And in uh, one particular case, doing the increase, uh, actually their current rent is, is more slightly more than average market rent. Well, some of the properties we have in our rental portfolio in under KT property management, they were rented at a time where there weren't a lot of rental properties available in all of Halton region. Right. Like the supply of rentals uh, at one point was so low, people were getting into massive bidding wars for leases. We talked about that in one of the episodes last year. Um, Now, there's a bit of an influx at this very moment, you know, we're into October now, so that's crazy. Into October, 
with 130 uh, available rental properties in the town of Milton, which is the highest that it's been, um, more than 130, highest it's been probably forever, right? Yeah. So no bidding war is really happening unless it's something fantastic and super cheap. But um, so the market is feeling a bit of the effect, but you know, the rent is still higher now than it was two years ago. Well, not in all cases. There was like this one particular um, property I was looking at had a rent of about $2,000 a month. And the average rent for that now is about 1950. So for that one, do you do the 1.2% push them up another $24? make them close to 75, well, $74 higher than if they were to go down the hallway and rent another one. Probably damned not. If you if do, they're... damned if you don't. If you do, you know, you are, as the investor, you're protecting yourself long-term because if that tenant wants to stay long-term, again, if you go back and listen to episode 149, if you're interested in that whole tenant-landlord relationship, but... um you know, if you keep them in for three, four or five years, you know, you could be talking about that hundred dollar a month difference, which that starts to make uh, a difference. Um, you know, I've been in the mindset that you also have to take care of a good tenant. Yeah. Right. You got to take care of a good tenant. So if they're treating the property well, you know that they're, it's their home. They love their home. They're treating it as their home. Um, they pay on time. You know, they don't cause any issues for you. You know, maybe you take care of them. Um, but there is more ways to do that even because if you think about it, you raise a good tenant's rent that 1.2%, whatever, take that average of $36 a month. So you know, uh, $432 a year, uh, maybe out of that 432 bucks, you buy them a $200 gift card to go out for a nice, nice dinner on you, the landlord kind of thing, right? Give, give a bit of that back, but make sure you're tacking it on. So you don't have to, um, you know, uh, kick yourself in the head later for, for not doing the increase. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. So there's different ways uh, to do that. Well, because then even if the rent does go beyond market rent in the long run, if there's an increase, then you're, you're covering well, yourself. I won't name any names, but somebody in our organization currently owns a, a rental property and the same tenant's been in there for the last, I want to say three or four years. And the current rent is about 600 more than $600 less than what it would get on the open market today. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So, you know, make the bleeding stop, uh, um, not stop, but uh, slow the bleeding down a little bit by protecting yourself with those uh, monetary increases every year. The other thing I then, wonder is if, if these tenants are aware of current market rents too, because you think then as a tenant, if they're not 
if they're not on top of that and then they have to move because of whatever reason the seller owner sells the house and the new owner wants to occupy it have they budgeted for that increase because let's say that person leaves because they have to we'll say and then they're forced to find something else and they have to move down the hall to another condo for six hundred dollars a month more than they were paying that's a big yeah. blow so it would be interesting to to i'm curious uh, from a tenant's perspective, if they, if they stay on top of that, and if they have a an understanding for how much they're paying relative to what's current going rate, can you imagine that? I mean, most people can handle a twenty to forty dollar increase every twelve months. I mean, God knows in commercial real estate, we're paying more than that of an increase every year, significantly more. But getting a hit with a five, six, seven hundred dollar a month increase all of a sudden, ouch. That's gonna be tough. So if you own a rental property and you want to provide um the proper document to your tenant, well, you have to provide the proper document to your tenant. It's gotta be all signed sealed delivers at least 90 days prior to the rent increase. Um, and it can't be anything less than a 12 month period between the increases. So you can't uh, double dip, so to speak in the same year. Um, uh, the form is, N, it's called an N1. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could Google N1 form Ontario and, and it'll come up and it's a very yeah. simple, basic form. Well, and, the, uh, yeah. The landlord tenant board website's pretty easy to navigate. They have a list of documents yeah. for tenants, a list of documents for landlords, very straightforward, but they are very um, particular about making sure the process is followed properly. Yeah. So keep a record of everything you do. And there are some things that can be uh, some notices that can be provided by email and then some that cannot and uh in rent increases as of currently cannot if you hire at property management we take care of all of that for you so it's a little plug there for our property management company um i wonder if we are going to see a shift in in rentals now do you do you see that happening because i see it a bit um how so like going like the inventory going up or down or what do you mean there was a period of time where there were a lot of investors and all these investors bought up property to rent them out. But why is there so much inventory right now? Like there, something's got to give, like there's a reason there's a lot of inventory everywhere right now. Is it that these people are buying? Is it that they're just spread out more, which is what I tend to believe. Um, you look at downtown Toronto, there's, Tons of people fleeing downtown, right? Like they don't have to yeah. go into the office anymore. And they're saying, well, screw this. I'm not spending two grand a month on a one bedroom condo anymore. I'm going to spend that two grand on a little townhouse or whatever. Yeah. Well, and actually, Toronto's an interesting market because last year market rents plummeted. 
Mm. Um, and I know of some people that had to, uh, one particular person I was speaking with is a real estate agent at a rental condo, uh, in Toronto, and he reduced his tenants rent by $500 a month from 1800 to 1300. Um, because otherwise the tenant was going to leave because there were so many options available. Um, that probably would have been a good time for us to like snatch up a, a dozen rentals and then do an Airbnb thing for in places where you're allowed to. Um, <laughs> yeah, but during COVID, not a lot of uh, condo buildings no. uh, allowed Airbnb. No, no, for sure. Would have been and a, a lot of a lot of bylaws yeah. actually uh, didn't yeah. allow for air. Still don't allow for Airbnb. You got to be really careful with uh, Airbnb because I think there's going to be a lot of legislation and and bylaws that are passed or added in the next uh, not too distant future where uh, you're going to be extremely limited, even for cottages and cottage country. Um, Well, there are mm -hmm. some townships that do not allow it. Yeah. So you need to be working with a realtor that can advise you of that. Because if you're going in to buy a cottage or any property with any sole property. intentions of doing short-term rental, you may be sadly mistaken and learn that you're not able to after it's too late. Yeah. You learn the hard way. Well, my friend uh, in Victoria, um, he has a, like a, a coach house kind of thing in the backyard. He's got a separate house in the backyard. Uh, that he rents out and the rules there are minimum 30 day rentals. So depending on where you're buying, the municipalities do have requirements around this and a lot of it's new and changing. So you should be cautious. It's a 30 day rental for the price of a three day rental, but you can only stay for three days. How's that? (laughs) Yeah. Um. Episode 151 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Uh, Leave a comment. Want to know what you want to hear in future episodes. Today, we're talking about rent increases for 2022. I think we covered most of it. If you have any questions or comments, leave them below. I'm curious if you you have or if you were to have a tenant and it came that time of year where you were allowed to increase the rent, would you choose to do so? If that tenant was a good tenant, what would you take into consideration? I wonder what percentage of our audience owns a rental property. There's poll number two. I want to know who... I'm, I'm always surprised. Like random, random clients always say, oh yeah, well, you know, we've been thinking about it or we've, we've tossed that around for years. And some of them say, oh, yeah, I got a rental property in Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, right. where did that come from? Why didn't I know yeah. this or whatever? You, rental property, yeah. wherever it is around the world. Well, you know how many people are just sitting on the fence? There's tons of those. Actually, something we have a client now who's going to be selling soon, and they are selling just to cash in. They're going to have, they're going to sell. They're going to be sitting on probably a million bucks, I would guess. They're I don't gonna, know if you're going to reinvest that. You'll remember who it is. Uh, you remember the guy that complained about our street party, and then two years ago, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, he was calling us a jackass and all these nasty things when we knocked on his door. Yeah, slammed the door in our face. He slammed it on me years, a couple of times. Yeah, 
yeah, slam slammed the door in our faces, told us that we're our um, uh, charity, our charitable street party that we held in the neighborhood, where all the profits, everything went back to the local um, Oakville Milton Hospital Foundation, or the Mil- sorry, Milton the Milton District. District Hospital Foundation. Um, and he called it a, a guise and a, a, a hoax, or I don't remember, but he said all this stuff. And then a year and a half later, hired us to sell his house. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, hey, you know what? There's a you lot know of why people... they sold? They why? sold to cash out because it was in 2017. Oh, right. Yes. Right, right before all of those changes and announcements. And there was a dip. So technically, he was right. They sold at the peak. Yeah, I had somebody do that too. And that was, and I think we sold it for almost nine hundred thousand. And Chris had a listing appointment on that street um, recently, or a client that has a, a home on that street, and we're going to have to sell it. And um, and I was just curious, so I went back and I did a market analysis. So this is now four years later, four and a half, if you want to be exact of what that home would be worth. So so they bought it for I can't remember. I want to say like 450 sold it at let's say 900. So you doubled doubled your money, made 450 grand. They took that 450 grand and bought like a $350,000 house out in Niagara area, paid it off cash so they were mortgage free and had a little extra money. That's why they did it. But that house today, right now on the market, would fetch about one point three five. I don't remember. I kind of remember it. Yeah, it was a nice house. Smaller so, for detached, but it was nice. So hang on to it for another four and a half years. You actually triple your money versus double. But he was convinced that <laughs> there's no way this house was going to be worth anywhere close to a million bucks or more, like ever. Right. And I and I said, okay, well, then let's put it on the market. Well, I remember and, growing uh, up as kids, the dream was, oh, I wish I could have a million-dollar house. I, Driving downtown I was, Mississauga Road, I used to do that all the time. Dude, I was, uh, I was doing some purging and some, um, quote-unquote, decluttering in my basement and in the storage areas over the weekend. And I found my grade 8 yearbook. And one of the questions is, uh, what would you do if I, if you had a million dollars, something yeah. like that, right? I'd be living on the streets. <laughs> and my answer was, well, I won't tell you my whole answer, but it included a house and a boat and all this. And I'm like, really? <laughs> million bucks doesn't get you even a townhouse right now. Yeah. Or you're lucky if it does. So the the Um, trick with that is um, the the argument is that the money you're, you're better to reinvest it. I mean, it had he of, there probably would have been other ways to do it. Like this person we're working with now, they're going to sell and then reinvest that money probably into real estate and some other things. So as long as you still have your foot in the market, you're still making that appreciation. Um, And if it's a rental, you can start to write things off against that income you're collecting and, Yep. Uh, whereas primary residence, you can't. All those are just straight expenses out of after-tax expenses out of your pocket. And I'll even say this: like 
there are areas in the United States, and I'm hitting myself on some of them because, you know, I love Las Vegas as an example and have family that lives there. And I know the city inside and out. It's kind of like a second, third home for me. Real estate there has just been absolutely on fire. And the amount of returns you would have made and can still make, I think there's still lots of opportunity there. And then there's areas in Florida. There's tons of opportunities in Florida. Texas. Here, well, one, Texas. Of, one of the areas I, I wanted to invest in was Detroit. And Natalie thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was crazy. Detroit, oh, you know, you know, be careful. It's a bad, it's a bad hood and whatever. And it'll take forever. You know, when the they closed um what's the manufacturer the there GM in Detroit? Brand, I think was it GM? Uh, yeah, pretty sure GM uh, or yeah, Chrysler. I think it was GM, GM plant in, in Detroit. And uh, you know, they closed down and and Detroit got hit really, really hard when um when the market crashed in, in the US. But I'm looking at it going, it's still a major city. Detroit is still a major city. Yeah. And there are, you know, the suburbs around Detroit, which are, you know, still nice suburbs and Right, got now a lot of pockets, a lot of streets into the downtown and you know the surrounding areas that are just absolutely um, on fire. Like they're going through this whole rejuvenation. So, you know, I don't know much about you, Detroit, but from the sounds of what I, the little I do know, I would maybe relate it somewhat to a Hamilton. Kind of, kind of, you know. Uh, well, and you look at Hamilton. So, what my my point here is that sometimes you you sell in areas that are high to take that and reinvest in upcoming areas. And I've been saying that for years, like Woodstock to me is still a good opportunity. I said it two years ago, more than two years ago now. Um, And look at what Woodstock's been doing. And I still think there's a ton of room for opportunity. I love Grimsby, you know, and these are areas where, I think there's going to be great appreciation. People, when they told, when I said, you know, 14 years or 17 years ago that I was going to work in Milton, they thought I was crazy. Yeah. And then when I bought a home a few years after that, sold, sold the place in Oakville to move here, they thought I was nuts. I told you my friends used to come. And drive up uh, Brawny Road there, or Brawny Street. And would be like, hey, you moved to a fucking farm? That's what what it was. What do you mean? All I passed was cows on the way here. Yeah, well, sometimes you gotta you gotta do that to advance your real estate portfolio. It was a good move. Anyway, uh, I don't know what's going on in the rental market in Milton. Lots of inventory available. Uh, not so much in Oakville. There's a lot available. Not well, so in, much in the in Milton. One of the big things is there's you know half a dozen new high rise buildings and mid rise buildings that have gone up, right? And, and I a would lot guess fifty percent of, of those are in general. 
Yeah. And I would guess probably 50% of those condo buyers are investors. Which scares the hell out of me. see in town. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people buying on speculation and there's, there's people buying before there's any approvals or permits or anything on a lot of these. They're just proposed. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me just give you 50 grand right now and another 50 in six months. And a couple of years from now, you can tell me if you got that approved. Right. Well, yeah, you're often waiting three, four, five years for condos. It's a long time. Oh yeah. And they're not paying you interest on that. If it, if it doesn't come together. Anyway, just uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to say to those of you that are listening, um, one of the questions I get a lot right now is how is the market? Um, So aside from the rental market, which we covered off today, if you are buying a home or selling a home. So if you're selling, inventory is extremely low. Uh, When is the best time to sell? We always get that question. Best time to sell is when the inventory is low. So inventory is really low now. I anticipate it will stay low until March, April. I think we're going to see the next six months is going to be a battle for buyers uh, and you know pretty solid for sellers. Uh, not a lot of inventory in Halton uh, and Peel region, Hamilton region, same thing. Um, you know, the Guelph and Cambridge, Kitchener areas, not too different. Woodstock, not too different. So, so all of the areas that we recommend buying real estate in are very short on supply. As a buyer, you just have to be ready to go and seek opportunities. So we've talked about it in the past. Um, don't seek out the home that everybody else wants. You got to look for some of the duds, um, you know, instead of the studs. You know, and there's a lot of duds. There's a lot of duds. There's a lot of duds. Not a lot, not a lot of them as a whole, but there's there's enough. There's enough out there, right? Because of the, let's say if there's a hundred listings, um, probably 50 of them are what we would consider duds. They're not prepared properly. They're not staged. They're not clean. They're not photographed well. They're not marketed well. They're on the market for an extended period of time. Even the price might be high, whatever it is. Um, if you're looking for, oh, I'll, I'll do some chest pounding here. If you're looking to buy one of our listings and, and you're looking for a deal or you're looking for it to stay on the market for 40 days and, you know, shave thousands of dollars off the price while well, you're, you're probably getting into a bidding war and you're probably, uh, it's probably going to sell really quickly. Um, there are a lot of homes out there that are represented well. So those homes are selling quickly. Um, just make sure you got a buyer that, or a, uh, an agent that knows the, the market um, really well. That'll help you. But great time to sell and um, still a good time to buy. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird balance in the market at the moment because mortgage rates are still super low. People moving all over the place. Well, we're heading to the time of year now where we're starting to see more activity. It's typical of the fall market. So, well, now kids are back in school into the mojo, you know, families getting back into their routines. And, um, well, still an opportunity to move before Christmas if you, 
if you hurry, you want yeah. to. Actually, that's a good point too for people considering to sell now. We are starting to see, or and buy, we are starting to see 2022 closings. Yeah. So if your plan that, was to get a closing into the new year, it's happening already. And get if moving. you if if you want to sell in the new year, you better get in touch with your realtor uh, now to start that planning. I had I had a call on uh, on the weekend. Somebody wants to list their home like right away, and I'm looking at it, going, "Okay, well, I'll do my best, but we are fully booked, so I'm doing you a favor here." and kind of squeezing a last minute one in um, well, and the big thing with that too is shortcutting the process right well, that's like the thing still... anyway that's my little ad for for today was uh just talking a little bit about about what the market's doing market's great real estate's good prices are up it is inventory's down Love for to now. answer any questions you have. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. Episode 151. As Ariel said, make sure if you're listening to this, that you're also subscribing, show some support, drop in a comment, let us know when, what you want to listen to, what interests you, and we will discuss it in an upcoming episode.